Do your kids want more Mystery Kids episodes? Are you sick of the same ones playing every single day? Well, we have the perfect place for you. Head over to become a Patreon today. For $5 a month, you'll get two more bonus episodes, plus episodes that are already in Patreon. Episodes like The Deepest Hole on Earth, The Great Emu War in Australia of 1932, The Bombing of Hawaii's Volcano, The Dancing Plague, The Ohio Grassman, and some animal fact episodes about the pangolin, the ai the axolotl, and the taipan, plus much, much more. This makes a wonderful birthday present for your kids and gives you way more to talk about as a family, which is the whole point of the Mystery Kids podcast. So for $5 a month, you can get two more bonus episodes plus all the past episodes. To become a patron, go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com backslash Mystery Kids Pod and sign up today. Thank you so much for your support. Today's Mystery Kid episode is all about a tsunami with hurricane force winds and an earthquake that created a lake in one night. Did I mention that this all happened in Montana? Stick with us to find out what happens. Welcome to Mystery Kitch Podcast. Welcome, welcome. We are so excited to have you for our very first podcast episode. Um, I have been so excited about this. And honestly, it's been something that's been on my mind for a long time. So I have been a mystery kid for as long as I can remember. I love a good mystery. I love the strange and I love the weird. And Oddly enough, my five-year-old is the exact same way. He loves the strange, loves the mystery, and loves the weird, but we couldn't seem to find a podcast that was kid-friendly and also wasn't too spooky. So I decided that I would make one. Oh, crazy what you can do with your own thoughts. So here we are, our very first episode. I cannot wait let's get started. This story I heard about a few years ago, and it, I I just can't stop thinking about it. It is one that sits in my mind as one of the most fascinating stories. So I will say this is not a mystery per se. This is a story of some strange events that all happened within 20 seconds in Montana. So on August 17th, 1959, the campers had all gone to bed that night. There were over 300 campers in this small area. It was kind of um, a valley where there were campers camping along um, the Madison River. And then up the river, if you go up the river, there was the Hebgen Lake Dam. And along the dam, there was also many camping sites. There were cabins up there. It was the perfect place to camp. I mean, think about August, August up next to Yellowstone. It's not in Yellowstone. It's close to Yellowstone. It's not very far from West Yellowstone is where the main entrance is to go into Yellowstone. So it's really close to Yellowstone. Beautiful, beautiful area. And back in 1959, all the families are there. All the families were there getting ready to camp. What a beautiful area it is. And they had all gone to bed for the night and a little bit before midnight that night. 
everyone woke up to a horrible, horrible sound. Many people said it sounded like a train was coming and they they could hear it before they felt it. And all of a sudden, the ground began to shake. They had just experienced a 7.3 earthquake. That is a huge earthquake. And it wasn't even, they weren't in the epicenter, which is the direct center of the earthquake. They were kind of off from the epicenter, but it still hit so hard that people said they saw waves in the ground. The ground looked like it was moving and it looked like an ocean flowing. That's how hard it hit where they were at. So many of the campers woke up to the ground being shifted, the ground being moved, but there was even more. There was even more crazy events that happened. Some campers woke up and they woke up to water on them. What had happened was these scarps had been made. Okay. I had to look up the word scarp because I had no idea what a scarp was. So you've heard of when there's an earthquake, there are cracks that happen in the ground, right? And when you think of a crack that happens in the ground, you think of the ones that go across the ground and they open up and you can like fall in forever, right? (laughs) That's That's what I think of when I think of like an earthquake crack. Well, these scarps are a little bit different, which I will have pictures up on our website of what a scarp is. But a scarp is when the ground shifts. So part of the ground stay where it stays where it is. And the other part of the ground just drops. So it creates a crack, but it's like down. So it like makes almost like a wall. Well, this, these scarps that were created, because it's right along the fault line, they were 20 feet tall and they happened in 20 seconds. Crazy. So the ground drops 20 feet in along this line which is where the fault line is along the kind of where the earthquakes are created. So that happens, this drop, which creates a landslide on this mountain. This mountain had 180 million tons of soil and rock start sliding down at 100 miles per hour. 100 miles per hour. So this giant, just whole mountain starts sliding down right on top of the Madison River. So when it came down, it created hurricane force-like winds. The people that were there said cars were thrown, campers and trailers were thrown like it was nothing. Like a giant came and just like chucked them to the side. They just threw them out of the way. So this hurricane so force wind. It also was so strong that people said that some of their clothes were torn off because that's how fast the wind was that had come down. So they had, they had this mountain slide down large boulders from the size of, you know, teeny, teeny, tiny boulders, little rocks that you go and pick up to boulders that were bigger than your house were being moved down the mountain to where people were camping right into the Madison River. And when it hit the Madison River, it created a block in the Madison River. So the Madison River had nowhere to go. So it started, it created like a 
a natural dam. So it started to dam up the river. On top of that, it also hit the river so hard that it created a wave from the river that went up the edges to where everyone was camping. Because think about when you camp, you go pretty close to a river or a lake. Well, so you had this happen where the, the mountain slide came down and it hit the river, but up from the river was the dam. And at the Hebgen Lake Dam, they had felt it. And remember how I talked about those scarps that dropped 20 feet? Well, this created in that having that drop and that shift of the land created a tsunami wave in the lake. And a tsunami lake wave is known as a seiche. It's a French word, which means lake tsunami. So seiche. This tsunami wave went up on the sides of the dam and washed people into the lake. It took out cars to the lake. It hit cabins that were all along there. Could you imagine waking up and feeling a tsunami wave in the middle of nowhere? Usually tsunamis happen in the ocean when there's an earthquake. Um, but here they were experiencing hurricane force winds and they were experiencing a tsunami in Montana. And in fact, that tsunami was so great in that little lake. That seiche was so great in that little lake that they had waves in the Hebgen Lake Dam for over 12 hours. It had created waves in a pretty still dam for 12 hours. There were just waves like in an ocean. So this all happened to these 300 people that were camping in this small area. And they got blocked in because what happened was parts of the highway, there was only one way to get in. And that was along the Madison River, which now had a mountain slide across it. And there were giant cracks in the highway to leave. In fact, a family was trying to drive out during this and their car was on the highway and part of the highway tipped in and slid in and the family's car rolled down the hill. Luckily, all of the family survived, but this family got rolled down the hill from this from the the highway being taken away and swept away and falling into the lake. So the campers had no way out. They had nowhere to go. They had no way to leave. And so they were stuck. And since the mountain slide had come on top of the Madison River, the water from the river was creating a dam and the water was starting to rise. So all of the scared campers started to go as fast as they could up the mountain. Mind you, this was in the dark. This was in the middle of the night. Could you imagine you and your family grabbing what you had still that hadn't gotten hadn't gotten blown away or hadn't been hit by a boulder? Um, could you imagine the injuries and how many people were hurt? And they now were hiking up a mountain in the middle of the night in darkness hiking up the mountain because they realized the river was getting higher and higher and higher and they had to escape. 
since they had nowhere to go, and this was back in 1959, so that was 61 years ago. This was before cell phones, so they couldn't just call someone and say, ah, we need help. Send an ambulance, send a fire truck. There was no one to call. They had to just wait. Well, the next morning, all of a sudden they see parachuters coming to land. All these parachuters were coming in because that was, there was no way in to save them. They had to parachute in. Helicopters had to fly in. All these people had to fly in to come save and helicopter lift these people out. In the end, 28 people died. How heartbreaking would that be? 28 people died in this tragic event, in this scary, crazy story. So they get all the helicopters in and all the people out and they realize that the water of the river is still, it's still filling up. It's creating this massive lake where just a river used to be the day before. So they realize they need to create an outlet for the water to leave or else the water is going to rise so high that the Hebkin Dam is going to break and that could cause some major damage if the dam, the man-made dam breaks or the water is going to flow over the edge eventually of where the mountain slide is and is going to go and almost like flood down below, which down below, um, it, there wasn't a city below where the river was, like where the valley went through. There wasn't a village, but there were farmers in their houses, and they also depended on the Madison River for water to water their farms. So they decided to dig an outlet, outlet and dig a trench out so that the water could flow. So eventually it took them over a week and they were able to dig a trench so that the water could begin to flow again. And what happened is, and there's pictures on our website, if you go to our website and our episode, is while the water was rising, there were cabins on the edges of the of the lake and on the edges of the river, and the cabins were picked up by the water. They're literally, because most of them are made of wood and wood floats, they were picked up. So you could literally see in the water that was rising in this lake that was being formed, the tops of cabins floating around. And what happened was when they dug this trench to let the river out, the cabins flowed down the river and they actually still are there today. They are sitting on the sides of the river and they call it the ghost village cabins. Be interesting to see. Now today you can go visit this area. I have gone a few times. It is a fascinating area. I will say it's an extremely spooky and eerie area. It's, it just has a very, very, um, almost just silent feeling about it. And they now have a visitor center that you can go to at the visitor center. They have a giant boulder. This boulder, it's bigger than your house. It is huge. And the boulder is a reminder because it came from the opposite mountain where the landslide started to the other mountain. 
That's how strong this landslide was. And on the boulder, they have the names of the 28 people that passed away because of this earthquake as a reminder. Another thing you will see there is where there used to be a river. There is now a 190 foot deep and a six mile long lake. That's a massive lake that was created in that week of the area being blocked. You also can see where the landslide came. It shifted the entire area the way it looks. Also in the lake, they have what are what are known as skeleton trees. And so they're trees that have died because they were in the water for so long. And so sticking out of the lake are all these skeleton trees, which are beautiful and also very, very eerie. I remember when I went, there were ravens. So the black raven, big birds, all sitting on these skeleton trees. But they were, it, it's a fascinating place. And if you keep driving up, you will make it to the Hebkin Lake Dam. And there you will see, um, you will see little areas of the cabins that are still damaged and sitting along the shores. So there is much to go see there. If you want to go visit it, you can see the ghost village cabins. You can go and look at the skeleton trees. Um, the visitor center is fascinating and shows all the evidence of what happened. It's a stunning and crazy story, but it's a beautiful place to go visit. Well, thank you for joining us for our very first episode. Um, if you go to our website, we have so much on our website and I'm trying to create more and more so that you can continue to learn. Because if you're like me, when I find these stories, I just want to learn all I can about them. So if you go to our website, I have a YouTube video that I watched that has many of the pictures of what happened. Um, also, I included some photos because sometimes it's hard to visualize some of the things I'm talking about. And so I added some photos on there. Also on the website, um, we have books that are picture books for kids. Um, I always include one that's Porter's favorite book and it is called Shattering Earthquakes. We read that almost every single night and it's just about earthquakes and how they work and different places that have been affected by earthquakes. And I also include a Tess's favorite. So I have books from picture books, to middle readers, all the way up to just books that are based off of natural events, natural disasters. Also included on the website are some activities. So if you want to do some activities with your kids that talk about earthquakes, um, there's plenty of those on the website. And also I've included a map so that you and your family, each episode, we're going to be going into different places across the world. And you can actually go and mark where this episode was, which is at Hebkin Lake Dam. So you can go and find it on the map and talk about where it is in relation to where you live. So I'm so excited. Thank you so much for listening and joining us. If you want to give us a review, we would love to hear from you. And we are going to end with Porter's Pondering. So at the end of every episode, I'm going to give you a couple questions so that it's encouraging that engagement between all of you to talk about this episode and to kind of ponder what you would do in the situations or what you think happened. Porter's Ponderings for the Quake Lake. Have you been to Quake Lake? If you have, we would love to see pictures. Please send them to us. What would you have done if you would have been there?
What would you like to see if you visit Quake Lake? If you want to send us any of your answers, please do send them to the Mystery Kids Podcast at gmail.com or you can send them through our website, mysterykidspodcast.com or on our Instagram, the Mystery Kids Podcast. Next week's episode will be available on July 17th. In this episode, we will be talking about are ghost ships real? Thanks for listening.